You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Ken Miller Show for Thursday. It is the 22nd day of February. Trent Conant and myself with you until 2 o'clock, talking sports and localizing it as best as we can. Coming up on the program today, we'll talk to John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com, 1220. Catch up with John. Vinny Iyer will do a little NFL. Are the Vikings any closer to making their decision as to which quarterback they will keep or quarterbacks they will keep. Uh, in the 1 o'clock hour, Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, going to chime in on the Big Ten, Nebraska's chances. I'm anxious to know the people that cover the Huskers. Do they think there's a chance? Um, are they seeing it differently than we are? The answer is yes, probably, <laughs> if it's anything like falls. Um, but we'll talk to Stephen M. about that. And then Kevin Lehman, who's a color analyst, a television color analyst, for a lot, does a lot of Valley games, uh, does some Iowa, does some Iowa State early in the year. Uh, certainly follows it very closely. I know he's got the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament Arch Madness on his agenda next week. He's going to be doing radio and television for that. So we're go- we're kind of basketball heavy with a a sprinkle of NFL and maybe some Olympics. I mean, mm. did you watch? I How did. Are you first of all, oh, I'm I'm all right. Good. Busy. As always. Yeah. But... Well, you got you got girls' state basketball coming up next week. I I am. Uh... I enjoy these two weeks, boys' state, girls' state, wrestling the week before, mm-hmm. but... And you enjoy the week break, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like when we get back yeah. afterwards and maybe a, a time for a little vacay. But then it's the NCAA tournament. Right. Don't want to take off time then, right? No, no. And we'll have the entire tournament here on Westwood One. You and I will be preempted. Maybe I'll just take June off. You can you can have June all year Lots own. to talk about. Lots to talk about. Absolutely. Sounds like a Brinson move, doesn't it? Yeah, it does sound. No, he would take, he'll take all star, he'll take the all star break off on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Football's on the corner. The magazines yes, are out. We, we yes. can, uh, that, that's, that becomes easy again. So um, I'm, I'm going to get to Iowa. I felt like we saw rock bottom last night, Trent, when they scored two points in the first eight minutes of that basketball game. But then Minnesota came back and topped it the next eight minutes when they, I mean, it was just, it was, uh, it, it set the game back is what it did. It set college basketball back. Now, granted, they scored. How many points? Sixty-one or sixty-three? Whatever. Sixty-three, I think it was. Sixty-three yeah. in the in the final twenty minutes of that game. Iowa State, on the other hand, and I think I want to start there because you got you got to love the guts, the effort that seven guys showed last night. It's even going to be worse this week. And not only do you have to go to Morgantown, that's a picnic in its own right, mm-hmm. but you're going to do so with six guys. And you know uh, Donovan Young, who led the way, Donovan Jackson, who led the way last night with twenty-seven points. Um, his father, as we know, passed away. He came back, played with a heavy heart last night. It was an unbelievable effort out of him and his teammates. But his father's funeral is on Saturday, so there's going to be six warm bodies suiting up against, I don't know, is it the, is it the toughest road environment to win in, in the Big 12? I mean, I, I get Fog Al and everything, but, I mean, good luck. But the game last night, Trent, hats off to them. They mm-hmm. showed incredible effort while playing unbelievably undermanned and shorthanded. You know, and, and I got that feeling a little bit yesterday as the game was going on, just something about Hilton, about this basketball program that you knew the effort was going to be there. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't anticipate, like, the first time they saw TCU and they just were ran out of the gym or right. when Tennessee even came into Hilton. Felt like there was there was something brewing. And, and you couple that with Donovan Jackson playing with a heavy heart. It was. It was one of those moments that 
we don't root. We're not supposed to root, but but you were root, really yeah, rooting for them to get it. Done. We root for stories. Yes, and and that would have been a great story. Yes, and keep the hope alive of at least an NIT birth, possibly. That's a part of it too. But but more uh-huh. importantly, Donovan Jackson, father is fifty two years old. I know, you know and. and Passing away and just everything that goes around along with that, mm-hmm. and for him to come back, he didn't have to. No, you know, early, after after the game over the weekend, when the question was brought up to Prome, I think he, maybe he was asked on Sunday during a press conference, and he said, "Well, if he's not back Wednesday, I mean, we understand it. Sure, he didn't have to come back. No, but he did. He did for his team, and he and he played really well. Mm-hmm. Just." One of those moments you wish they would have got it done. Yeah, and Jamie Dixon reaching out to him, too, in the press yeah. conference and mentioning that. And there was a, 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 a Cyclone TV, by the way, I enjoyed the broadcast. It was, it was good to listen to John and Eric. Normally, you know, you're in front of the TV, right? You get the, uh, the, the, the national commentators. But I enjoyed listening to John and Eric do the game last night on Cyclones.tv. And there was a party was hobbling around, and Prome had to take him out of the game. And it was at the... It was at the offensive end of the floor, which at that point was the second half. It was right in front of the visitors' bench, TCU's bench, and he's walking back and he's hobbling. And, and Jamie Dixon reached out, still in the game, middle game, right? I don't know what there was left, five, six minutes, and and shook Jackson's hand as he's walking off the floor. Just you know, gutsy effort, kid. Prior to the end of the game, when they get in a handshake line, but I thought that uh, Dixon showed a lot of class there. Um, but and Iowa State, give him credit, man, undermanned and yeah. and and put up a hell of a fight. They, they ran out of gasoline. They did. You absolutely, and you can I, understand so. Of course, it's gonna be worse on Saturday. Yes, yeah, and it's because they're down to six, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're playing West Virginia. They're playing West Virginia now. The first time they played West Virginia, yeah, that's was right after Lila Babb was down. Mm-hmm. No chance. Right. I, I believe that was the the term that my partner Ken Miller used. I, right? I, I think I did out of those words. No, yeah. no chance. Yeah, they won the game going they away. They did. One of three top 20 wins that they've had this year. This is on the road. Yeah. This is a different team on the road. Mm-hmm. And West Virginia, remember, they were kind of mired in a bit of a slump themselves. At that time, they absolutely, I think they lost four or five or yeah. five. Yeah, they were, they were, the, the arrow was not pointing upwards. But I thought that they would come to Hilton and get well. They didn't. No, they got killed. But I'm going to go down the same road you went in that one. Yeah. This one feels like no chance. I agree with you. Six guys, mm-hmm. emotional, what mm-hmm. happened. Jackson gone. It just it, it's it's too tough to envision that. Yeah, you know, Terrence Lewis had his opportunity last night, Trent, and he fouled out and he, he hit a couple of threes. I think there was only baskets of the game. Um, you know, he's just lost it. He's mm-hmm. you know from the guy that you were telling us about, and and I'm not killing it here. I'm not I'm not criticizing you, but um, at all, I'm not, not even you know I don't want you to even think that. <laughs> um, but it just hasn't worked out. It no, has not no. worked out for him, and and he's going to be one of the five, one of the six that gets appreciable playing time next mm-hmm. week. Lard was really good. Tally was okay. I yeah. mean, better than okay. Wigington, you could tell that uh, they made him work his you know what off last night. And the, his tongue was dragging at the end of that basketball game. And that's kind of part of just they hit the wall yep. at the end. He was a big part of that. And too. I think it's even going to be worse. West Virginia's going to yeah. employ similar tack. And they got guys that will flat-out guard you and physically guard you and bump you around a little bit. And they're going to remember what happened a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, Huggy Bear might be getting a, a whistle or two going his way. Yeah, maybe. He got yeah. a public reprimand today, Trent. No. Like, that's going to do anything, right? A public reprimand. Yeah. That's about as good as vacating titles from uh, yeah, from stupid. years ago. That is stupid. <laughs> Every, the more I think about the vacation, and we all watch the game. We know who won. But you know what? Speaking mm. of that, I, I did have this thought. I it doesn't mean anything. We yes, we watch the game, but you have to do something. And mm. the NCAA doesn't have a lot of teeth. 
No, and, they don't. That's and true. Though they can find, I think, 650000 something like that, for I've seen schools in the past, maybe it's the highest ever. But Mississippi Valley State gets, that's their whole athletic budget. You can't find oh, them yeah. $650,000. So it's not exactly an even playing field. So you do have to do something. Mm-hmm. And though we remember it, I get it. And you look at the NCAA record books, and you look at those vacated titles. The teams are still listed there. Are they still there? So those they, those kids that won that they have the rings. Yes, they can still wear them. And well, some you don't have a title. They took it away. Well, look in the record book. Today. Matt Norlander, our buddy from CBS, did an yeah. article about. Why that. haven't we had him on? By the way, That's we're due to question. have him. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. Okay, well, yeah, well, fine by me. I'll effort it. Good. Uh, but he had an article. Twenty teams have had titles stripped at the NCAA level. Is it that many? Twenty. Now it's men's tennis. It's a D3 soccer program. Yeah. That's what it's been. This is the first men's basketball. And, of course, high-level football is not a, quote-unquote, national championship event right. with the NCAA. But 20 times it has happened, and you go through the actual NCAA, go to their website. Mm-hmm. Even in those years where there's a vacated title, it still has their name listed. Well, that's good. And then the asterisk behind it. It'll be the same for Louisville. So they do have the – I just got a text from a buddy of mine just that this is an aside. He's driving in Iowa City, picking uh-huh. us up loud and clear. Oh, yes, yes. We we have plenty of uh, listeners that's awesome. over there. That's great. I didn't realize that. Yes. Uh, I know there's a gentleman that listens to us daily, and he gets frustrated when we have to power down in the summer when it gets too hot. Because oh. he can't pick us up during during those hot, hot days. But, yeah, that's great. And uh, hello to everybody in Eastern Iowa. Yeah, absolutely. Well, John Miller coming up in, uh, in about uh, nine minutes or thereabouts. So real quick on the Olympics. I, I watched the beginning of the hockey game last night. I just... I struggled to get into it, and it's it's nothing. The fact that I, that the Canada lost. I mean, I won't lose one one wink of sleep. It's the curling that really has. Yeah, bothered. honestly, up to two, it pisses me <laughs> off more. I'll be real honest with you. I just, you know, me in women's sport, I've, I've never been able to gravitate to team sports mm-hmm. in women. Individual pursuits, okay, I'm good with it. So um, you're fine watching Serena Williams. Yes, if there's a big golf. Match. Golf, okay. Absolutely. But it's just the team I, sport. I, it's just team sport. I don't know what it is. I just, I'm never going to change that way. Um, but, the, I mean, the shootout goal, and I hate shootouts. I mean, that, that, the, to, to an award a gold medal, and I'm not saying this because the country that I was born in <laughs> l- lost the game. I, I've been saying this forever. Our cranky Canuck No, I'm, not, I'm really not cranky. Now, curling, I'm cranky. This, okay. this one doesn't, uh, doesn't bother me a bit. Congratulations to the, uh, to the ladies. That was a big win for them, a huge win for them. And that is, we talked a little bit about this last week. Rivalries. Yes. This is truly a rivalry. But stop comparing it to the miracle on ice. The team that the United States Olympians beat 38 years ago today, I thought I saw? Yesterday, I believe. Was it yesterday? Yep. That was one of the best teams. That team would have beaten, I can't remember who won the Stanley Cup. I would guess it was probably the Islanders. That team would have beaten the Stanley Cup winner or certainly taken them to seven games. Wow. There is no pro, I don't think there's pro hockey for women. These are two really good teams. Yes. The, the gap is not no, as significant. No, absolutely. Nowhere near as significant, yeah. Trent. This is like the Des Moines Buccaneers knocking off the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. That's what it would have been like. And that's not what the U.S. women are like in, in, in Olympic They're the women's second hockey. best They always team. have been. Good for them getting yeah. the win. Deciding in a shootout is absolutely, utterly ridiculous. It's stupid. It's like you said earlier, uh, free throw contest after, <laughs> you know, after a couple of yeah. overtimes in basketball. 
uh, extra innings in, in, in baseball, putting a guy on. Well, hang on, I'm, I'm for that actually. Uh, <laughs> but you know my point. It's, yes, it's a yes. team sport. Take another player off the ice. You got to do so. You have to finish the game. Finish though. the game. Same and don't... thing with the World Cup in soccer. You penalty kicks. Penalty kicks. Ridiculous. What? Start Play taking guys off the field. Yeah. Take them off the pitch. Yeah. And that's, I mean, they do that in hockey. Yes. During the regular season and mm-hmm. the playoffs, you just keep playing. Play till someone scores. What? What is the uh, the famous playoff hockey game that went to like TJ Oshie? One thirty-two a.m. or whatever it is. Oh no, no I'm telling you, I thought you were talking about the Olympics. TJ no, no. Oshie and he, he scored no, the, all those shootout the goals. Game. Yeah, Washington and the Islanders. I think that sounds. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Um, but yeah, but look, it's great, great win. It is not as big of a win. Comparatively speaking, mm-hmm. to the Do You Believe in Miracles? Yeah. It just wasn't. It was the second best team that right. upset the best team. Right. This Miracle is, on ice, no. No, this is the University of Minnesota beating the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's what it that's yeah. that's what it was. It's just it was that was amazing. Last night was really good. Really good. Don't settle it in shootouts. What's, what's the justification for the shootout? Just I don't it? know, Trent. I honestly I have no idea. Yes. Um, now, I could see them during the prelims leading up to that. Yeah, absolutely. Just like the NHL regular yes. season. They take two guys off the ice. They play a five-minute overtime. If it's not decided, they go to a three-person, three-man shootout. Uh, in the Olympics, it's five. So you want to end it. You don't want to keep playing and playing yeah. and playing in the preliminaries. Once you get to the championship game, once the NHL gets to the Stanley Cup playoffs, mm-hmm. there's no over. There's no shootouts. No. There's no three-on-three. Nor it's should, play, there, be. Nor should yes. there be, right. Decide the game. It's a team sport decided in team sport fashion. That is the way to do it. I agree. Are they listening? No, 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 no. I, I don't think so. No. But a huge the win for them last night. Us? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> now, the curling, I guess, um, I have no idea. I, I, was, sh- I was shocked by that one. Mm. Now, if that as was I, because I had a futures bet on your Canadian lads. Did you? Yes. They had to be the big favorite. They, they were. So you're betting chalk now. Well. You bet anything. <laughs> That's true. I parlayed the men's and women's team together to get a little plus money. <laughs> Did you? Wah, wah. Yeah, the Canadian gals got knocked out early. That was yeah. the, the big story about the Canadian. One of the uh, one of the uh, Canadian women's curlers, her husband was photographed in the stand, double fist and beers at nine o'clock in the morning. Right? <laughs> Atta boy. A, a typical Canadian lad, a yeah. fine Canadian boy he Love is. Love that. Absolutely. John Miller coming up next. We'll get back into Iowa and uh, Minnesota last night. I thought it was rock bottom. Is that was that over the top rock bottom? I don't. I don't think it was. It was um, eight of the worst minutes you could possibly see uh, on the floor last night. We're gonna take a quick call before we get to John Miller. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's get uh, Brian here on the line with us. He's got a little thought on the women's Olympic hockey. No, what do you got, bring for it us, on, Brian? Brian. How are you? Good, good. I was just curious. Uh, did they just? Did, I didn't see any of the games because it was late. I had to get up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. But my whole thing is, did they just go to, like, straight to a no, shootout? No, did they, they not go to a five-minute overtime play? Yeah, they, they did go to overtime. Uh, I'm not sure how long. That's a good I, – I don't know the length of the I overtime. I was sleeping by that. I I had it on and I fell asleep. I was a little disappointed right. uh, when I woke up. To answer your question, Brian, yes, there is an overtime period. It doesn't go straight to shootout, but once they get through that – um, then the shootout becomes part of the game. And nobody scored in overtime, although uh, reading Twitter, as I did this morning, uh, apparently the Americans were all over them. 
all over the Canadians yeah. in, in overtime and probably should have uh, won it at that point. So I watched the third and missed the second one. It sounded like the Canadians dominated. That saw that I saw and that on the, no, I only saw the first period. Okay. And the third US until they I mean, they had control, they mm-hmm. were getting opportunity. It just you know how the ice tilts? Is, is that an actual hockey term? It is. Okay, okay. So I have play, heard it. And then, I thought maybe I came up with what, it by myself. Do you no, know yeah. when the ice tilts? When the play's all in one end. Yeah, and that's that's what it felt. It was right. tilted the U.S. way. Dang, I thought I'd made that no, up. No, that's not yours. You can't claim that one. Yes, jeez. I probably heard it from McGuire. So why right? why do you like the why why are you able to get into it? Um, is it easier I, to follow? It is. I don't know hockey well. I enjoy it when we get to the playoffs, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know the intricacies of the sport, but. I'm able to follow it a lot easier because mm-hmm. it isn't so fast, and the guys aren't all six five two thirty, right? And there there's space on the ice. Yeah, there is. You, you That's can true. Make passes and the Olympic ice surface is bigger than an NHL rink to begin with, too. Okay. Yeah, it, it's bigger. Okay. The European ice surfaces are bigger than you than you get because there was uh, passes you know across ice. I know from one corner to the other that normally I mean there's watching an NHL It's picked hockey. off and yeah. it's gone the other way. Right. They just don't make those passes. The shootout goal trend, the move that that gal <laughs> yes, put on, yes. that's an all-timer. Yes. I don't care whatever level, men, yeah. women, that was a classic. Triple deke. Oh, deke. my God. The hands on this woman to be able to keep the puck on her stick and deposit in the back of the net, that was a thing of beauty. It really was. Thanks for the call, Brian. Yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get back into the Olympics maybe at, uh, during the 1 o'clock hour. But uh, Hawkeye conversation coming up, NFL conversation coming up. John Miller next. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, honey, going to the chicken coop to watch the game. Whoa, football season is over. What game? Uh, the basketball, soccer, hockey game uh, race. Oh, big fan of those sports now, are we? Yeah, yeah, always. You know me. You're really just going for the wings and beer, aren't you? Pretty much. Bye. Yeah, buddy. The chicken coop knows what's up. The games are great, but the real MVPs are the flame-broiled wings and beer at your favorite sports bar. The chicken coop, sports bar and grill. West Des Moines and Urbandale. Caring Hands Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program. We are here to help. If you need food, we have it for you. Caring Hands has been serving the Southeast Polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable contributions from those of us in the community. Check out their website at caringhandsiowa.org. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Whether it's a new garage or a kitchen remodel, you'll get 11% off all of it. The bigger the project, the bigger the savings. There's no limit to how much you can save with 11% off everything now at Menards. 11% savings are a mail-in rebate. Good through February 24th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. 
Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it, a new year upon us, a happy 2018. Know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. I know, I know, I know. You picture a flag flying and it's almost always against a clear blue sky on a sunny summer day, right? Well, it doesn't have to be. Flag Guy here. Nothing wrong with the flag flying in the middle of winter. Your favorite team's colors would do well to break up the bleak, cold time of year. Besides, with the football playoffs, basketball getting great, and spring ball just around the corner, it's a great time to fly your flag. Shop Heartland Flag Poles and Flags, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or take free shipping when you shop online at heartlandflags.com. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or online, washersystems.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Well, it's that time of year again, tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we will do some off-season NFL. Vinny Iyer, regular contributor to the program during the, uh, during the NFL season. We'll stop on in here, do a little uh, off-season stuff, in particular what's going up on in the Twin Cities regarding their quarterback. Have they made their decision? But right now, let's talk some Hawks. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. John, uh, great to talk to you. I felt like we may have seen rock bottom. Uh, first, what was it? Eight and a half minutes, two points. It was 22 to two at that particular point. I thought we'd seen rock bottom uh, or hit rock bottom with them. How are you, John? 
Uh, I'm all right. And yeah, I mean, I, I hope that's rock bottom and that we never see it again. I mean, what'd you say? 11, 7, 22 to two. That was about and, right. Yep. Uh, eight turnovers. Yep. <laughs> and at that juncture, we went to a television timeout. Uh, my brother-in-law texted me, Hey, do you want to play uh, PUBG on Xbox? I said, absolutely. <laughs> I turned off the television and I never turned it on again. Are you kidding me? So, wow, that seems rare for you, John. The, uh, you didn't see Moscow crazy, the 19 points in the 96 seconds. There were a couple of, uh, I guess, uh, a couple of good things happened last night. How'd you miss that? Uh, had a lot of fun time playing video games. And yeah, I mean, I saw... I saw a lot of people tweeting about Moss, and, and I'm not here to criticize Isaiah Moss. He's doing the best that he can do, and that's great that he scored 32 points uh, in garbage time. This year, Iowa's played 20 games against teams from Power 5 conferences, 20. Mm-hmm. They're 14 and 16 in those games, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in those games, Isaiah Moss, prior to last night, was averaging 8.6 points per game. In eight of those 20 games, he has scored five points or less. In eight of those 20 games against Power 5 teams, he scored five points or less. So, and the two times that he scored over 16 in those 20 games, last night in a basically a garbage a garbage time affair mm-hmm. that Iowa made closer than the score would indicate. Yep. And uh, he scored 25 in a blowout loss at Maryland this year. Uh, he's not a consistent player, so no, I, I don't get excited about things like that. And again, Isaiah Moss is not the reason why Iowa is having one of its worst seasons in school history and may challenge, you know, amongst the most losses in school history. The the problems are the same that we've talked about all year long. And this team, this team ranks 27th in the nation in offensive efficiency. Um, 16 of the teams ranked higher than them have at least are at least nine games over 500. That's a pretty good stat that usually means you're going to win and you're going to be a top five or six seed in the NCAA tournament. But Iowa's defensive efficiency ranking is 247 out of 351 teams. The only Power 5 conference team that is worse defensively than Iowa is Washington State. Wow. And they have a similarly bad record. Then the next nearest is 200. Iowa's at 247. Vanderbilt is the next nearest <laughs> at 200. And they are 11 and 16. And then you go up into the hundreds, the high hundreds. You have a team like Cal who has eight wins. And then you have a team like Pitt, who's even better than that. They have eight wins. So Iowa, offense is not the problem. They are horrible defensively. Mm-hmm. They have a, a lineup that is misbalanced, mismanaged, and it's, it's a coaching failure. Mm, that's some good data right there, John. I just didn't realize Moss. I'd seen him have a couple of big games, but wasn't aware you know, the circumstances surrounding, I guess, um, maybe I should have been aware. Uh, that's not good. Take it away, Chad. Well, defensively, what can be done? What what can be done in an off season? Is it completely scrapping the system? Is it tweaks? Because we, you see teams that aren't blessed athletically that can play a little bit of defense. It's it's not just... And they the, did in the final 10 minutes against Indiana on it, Sunday it or Saturday. It can happen. So, so what is it, John? What, what can be done in an offseason defensively? I mean, I think we talked about it last week, and I'll tweak it a little bit more just to say reinforce why I'm convinced. Do you guys think that Iowa has a perimeter guard that can play lockdown defense against a point guard Have not in seen the Big it. Ten Conference? I have not seen it. Okay. Do you think that in an offseason it's realistic to assume anyone on this roster can? No. 
No. Okay. Do you think Joe Wieskamp can do that uh, against the point guard no. in the Big Ten? No. No. No, he can't. Okay. Nope. So if you cannot mitigate penetration from the opponent's point guard in the Big Ten, then the defensive problem isn't with your bigs. I'm not going to sit mm-hmm. here and say that Luca Garza or Tyler Cook or whomever's down underneath is a great defender either. But I'll tell you they're going to look like a horrible defender when a point guard gets past your guard perimeter defense. And it happens all and the now time. They're, and now they're in a, a triangle position where the guard's coming down at the top of the key and there is a big on the block ball side and there's a big on the block black uh, backside and your defensive big, one of your two bigs guarding those guys, has to come up and stop ball. Mm. That means you have a three-on-two advantage and you're done. So if you don't stop penetration in a man-to-man defense or even in the zone, which is supposed to stop them, you're dead. So I don't see anyone on this roster who can do that at the Big Ten level next year. Will they be able to get a transfer to come in, as you know, a, a JUCO or a graduate? I don't know. But to, so that means to me the answer is to commit to a zone defense or various zone defense, but play a defense out of a zone philosophy, which requires different rebounding technique, which requires, you know, which requires discipline. Guard your spot and don't overcommit to the ball side when it goes because you've just given up your backside on a skip pass. You, listen, I'm not a coach. I may sound like I know a lot. I learned these things in junior high. All right, in high school, mm-hmm. and just remember them. It's simple. They need to commit to the zone. Uh, John, uh, what you missed last night as well um, was was Luca Garza, who I'm convinced this is his team. I mean, even though he's a freshman, it's clearly his team, in my opinion, when they take the floor in October next year to begin practice, uh, or even in the summer months when they're you know practicing on their own. He is going to be the leader of this team. It's tough to do that as a you know as a true freshman coming in there, uh, but he's got the attitude. Uh, he's willing to mix it up a little bit. He's going to be stronger next year, be able to finish more. I think that uh, on a team that really lacks that rudder, that leader, I think he's going to be the guy, John. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you've said. He is so much fun to watch. He brings an energy and intensity. And as I said, after watching some stuff in Germany and seeing some PTL clips, I felt that he had the best offensive skill set of any Iowa center, true center, at least since Guy Rucker and maybe going back to Michael Payne in 1981. And absolutely, he does. I mean, he, he does things on a nightly basis and you know that that surprised me that a, a guy of his size can do as far as skill set and I, I tweeted out the Illinois game that he made a drive from the top of the key on a head fake he, he brought the ball down low and crossed the face of the defender and drove and scored and it reminded me of Frank Kaminsky and I'm not saying he's going to have a career like Big Frank mm-hmm. but he's got a skill set that Iowa bigs don't normally have so you're right I think I think that his energy can be infectious for sure and he, like everybody else here in about six days, is going to get a nice little reset and flush this one down and focus on the future. That's just, uh, yeah, yeah, when you put it that way. But you're right, it's six days away. <laughs> That's what we're Yeah, here. six days and the season's yeah. over. Yeah. So uh, the Iowa baseball team's off to a good mm-hmm. start. Women's basketball team, a big OT win against Rutgers. Yeah. Spring football. Megan Gustafson is awesome. I mean, the, the level of dominance and excellence that she's put up this season – Probably hasn't been done by an Iowa basketball player since at least, I don't know, uh, Fred Brown, John Johnson. I mean, I mean, who knows? I was going Tony Foster on the women's side. Is that her name? Well, I was talking about basketball, period. Ah, Any men or women. Wow. Just the level, just the level of pure. 
what is ten? They need to name the Big Ten Player of the Week award after for crying out loud. What nine or ten times she's won it this year? She's already set the school record for most points in the season and probably has four or five games at least left or somewhere along those lines. I mean, she's going to set records that will never be broken. You know, a record, John, that's about to be set. I think the uh, the lowest number. The most of... women's basketball conversation. No, on I'm the ending show? that now. Because <laughs> 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 um, I have no idea the names that you guys were just talking about. <laughs> um, uh, we're about to set a record, I think, for the fewest Hawkeye fans following their team to the conference tournament uh, next week. Don't you think? Well, well, sure. I mean, that was probably whether it be in come. Chicago or Indianapolis. I think yeah. that record was going to be set. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. I just, you know, some people hearing this today are going to be irritated with me. Oh, you're not a true, no, I'm not a true fan. I stopped being a true fan a long time ago whenever this became part of what I do for my living and I had to view it differently. And it's just, I, I, it's boring. It's boring. And it's the only reason to watch it for me right now is an obligation. And even last night I couldn't do it. No, you, you, you couldn't. Uh, what's traffic like at HawkeyeNation.com when, you know, when the season is going the way that it is, John, uh, I mean, I know what it's like for Trent and I here, right? Uh, what, what's it like on websites? Yeah. Early, early on, you get a bump from all the negative Nancy's that just want to come and complain. Right. And I understand. But then after a while, apathy sets in and Mm -hmm. it's crickets. That's how it goes. Too bad. That's how it goes. Next year, what's a realistic expectation? Is try it, to get in the tournament. Try to get in the tournament. Is that if realistic? You can, if you, uh, if, if okay, is it realistic to think that you can go from being debatably the worst Power Five defensive team in the country to maybe the fortieth out of sixty-five? Is that realistic? I'd like to think that they could do that. Okay. I hope so. And yeah. you bring in and you bring in a Weiss Camp who does is going to give them an offensive lift. I think you allow him to play the three. You allow Moss to play the two. Bohannon at the point. McCaffrey will be healthy and can mm-hmm. give you some backup minutes, and he's not the cavalry. Nope. So now you now instead of a, a forward-tilted minutes lineup, you get a little more wing guard skills in there mm-hmm. with Cook and Garza, if Cook's still around. Um, so And the, a team that already is you know in the top 92 percentile of offensive teams in the nation this year, which they are right now, is it unrealistic to think they can get to 19 or 20? No. Am I predicting it right now? Heck no. Hmm. Let me just pick on some of We'll end it on this, John, just to pick up on something you just said. If Cook is still around, are you hearing anything? No. I mean, other than just body language at times, but mm-hmm. all of them have had bad body language yeah. at times. I mean, they're human. I would, I mean, I had bad body language last night. Um, so it is, that is what it is. The comments that he gave to the register this last weekend about, you know, uh, you know, people talking about him carrying a heavy load and his brother saying, Hey, how can you complain about carrying a heavy load and too much on your plate when you came here to eat? Those are all good things mm-hmm. to see. Um, but you know, we'll see how busy April is, you know, Fran McCaffrey referred to, um, Brady Ellington as a senior back in August. Yeah. All right. I don't expect to see Brady around. No. Will, you know, will Ahmad Wagner want to stick around for the role that he has on this team? I don't know. Will Ryan Creener feel like his skill set could be better off somewhere else uh, and dominate maybe uh, like in the Valley? I don't know. Those are all possibilities in my opinion. Good stuff, John. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Take see care. Ya. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. I did not know those stats about Moss. You know, the garbage time. And it was, mm-hmm. I mean, Trent, he got, he got 19 points in how many seconds? 90-something seconds right. last night. It was crazy, but it was at the end of the game. Filling it up. Filling it up late. He could shoot it. Well, he certainly was on a roll at the end of that game.
he has too much ability to be as inconsistent as he is. Mm-hmm. And there are times defensively he looks like he doesn't have a clue. Well, there's, you know, he's not alone. Well, yeah, that, that traffic cones. I mean, yeah. The way these guards run by those, it's just, it's, you can't play like that and expect to get, have any kind of success. Guys like Moss, can you, can you engage them? Can you pull guys like that and get them to play with a consistent effort? Or is it just something that always plagues them? Well, I'd like to think, I mean, these guys. Because he's talented. They have to know the deficiencies that they have. Yeah. And I would want to think that deep down that that's going to be the focus of this offseason. Don't practice shooting, right? You're good at that. Work on what you need to work on. It's not just him. It's it's, it's, it's a bunch of guys. Uh, Let's switch gears. We'll talk to Vinny Iyer. Off-season the NFL, it's upon us. Um, we'll do that when we come back. Stephen M. Sippel at 115. Nebraska getting into the tournament? Don't think so. See what Sip thinks. And then Kevin Lehman will join us as we'll finish up the program with Kevin. It's the Ken Miller Show. We're on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. It's on. J.C. Penney is going big on savings all weekend long. Friday through Sunday, score a whopping 60% off Arizona denim for the family and 60% off Arizona for kids. Tops, jeans, shorts, and more. Yeah. Plus, no worries. Arizona quality is guaranteed for one year with your receipt. A win-win? We think so. Savings so big, you don't need a coupon. This weekend at J.C. Penney. Offer represents savings on regular or original prices. While supplies last. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Chili's wants to know, when was the last time you had a great lunch? When was the last time you had a great lunch? Oh, and we're singing too. We go way back, baby, back with our singing. Yeah, we do, but lunch is our thing too. We've got ten lunches for just $7. Burgers, quesadillas, just seven bucks for lunch. Just $7 for ten awesome lunches. It's even better when you say it that way. It's pretty much the same thing, but I flipped it. Chili's is back, baby, back, baby, back. With lunch for $7. Or take Chili's lunch to go, baby, go, baby, go. Available at participating restaurants only. Prices may vary in Hawaii. Not available in Alaska and Canada. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358. 
515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. In the 1 o'clock hour, Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star, stops in, as does Kevin Lehman, college basketball color analyst. Uh, he'll join us at about 1.40. Right now, as we've said, time to talk a little NFL. It elbows its way into the college basketball conversation. Always a place for the NFL. Free agency is just weeks away. November 14th is the official as the new league year kicks in, I think that the uh, tampering, the window opens a few days prior to that. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Uh, a lot of content if you're an NFL fan, and I know you are. Uh, Vinny's got uh, so much up there, seemingly uh, two or three new pieces every day. Vinny, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Vinny Iyer? Good. Uh, how's it going, guys? Doing well. Um, free agency is going to be fascinating this year, Vinny. Let's let's start in Minnesota with the uh, with, with with how you think it's going to shake up uh, with Bradford, with Keenum, with Bridgewater. What do you think the Vikings? Which way do you think they're leaning? Apparently, they're still going through the process, is what we heard yesterday. Um, how's it going to work? Do you think? How will it shake out? Well, I think it starts. In every quarterback conversation this offseason, when you get to free agency, because of the Alex Smith move already happening, is going to start with Kirk Cousins. The Vikings have to wait. Is it worth it to dive into that pool here? It's going to be a bit expensive. The Jets are going to come pretty aggressive. We figure the Browns and Broncos are going to have their offers ready. But the Vikings, of all those teams, they can offer the most in terms of, hey, we were just one game away from getting to the Super Bowl. We got all these guys in place around the quarterback that can make him successful. We brought in a guy that's a 
running a West Coast offense that the Kirk Cousins has been in his entire career, John DeFilippo. Mm-hmm. So they've got the most to offer. So they have to decide, are they that close? And you have to weigh, again, what do you think the market would be for Sam Bradford or Case Keenum? And if you're talking about a few million here and there, I think you'd feel better going forward if you're the Vikings with Cousins in your offense and either those two guys with the change with Pat Shermer going. So that's the thing you have to weigh first. And I think you have to see based on the Cousins market and what happens with A.J. McCarron. Are you you looking at uh, overpaying for Bradford or Keenum? And then you might end up to say, hey, Teddy Bridgewater is our best move here as a bargain, and we can go draft a quarterback as well. So a lot of things on the table for the Vikings. It's going to be interesting to see how this market goes in motion. So uh, with Cousins. Cousins seems like the guy that Vikings, Broncos, kind of the teams that – at least have a defense to go along with it. I was thinking about the Jets, though, and from our Midwest outpost, I don't know, I, I just I hadn't given it much thought, but they have a lot of money. They can upfront the deal and get him paid early on. Are the Jets a real suitor here, or is it more maybe an East Coast narrative? Well, I think uh, there's probably 50-50 on that mm. front there with the Cousins. They definitely have the money. They definitely have the yeah. need, but Part of this decision is also Kirk Cousins. It's just the money is comparable in a lot of places, mm-hmm. and there are teams that can pay. Does he really want to go to the Jets? He's going to turn 30 here. So if you've got to feel confident that the Jets in two or three years, at probably the minimum, are going to be competitive enough where he can change the narrative of his career. Right now, he's been on a playoff team with the Redskins, but not a guy that everyone looks at right. that is going to put a team over the top and win you some key games. Down the stretch. So, with the Vikings, they have a chance to change that. It was a good environment for Keenum. I think with the Jets, is what else are they going to do? Because they've got to fix running backs, they've got to fix the fix their receiving core. You have an issue off the field there with Robbie Anderson. Offensive line is an issue, defense is an issue. So, there's going to be a lot on Kirk Cousins. And we know as well as he's played, he's still a very dependent quarterback. So there's a difference when he was with Pierre Garçon. Sean Jackson and a healthy Jordan Reed versus just pretty much having Jamison Crowder and a little bit of Josh Doxson out there. He needs guys around him to be successful. And then that's another thing that the Vikings represent with their receivers, tight end, and offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned A.J. McCarron and the decision that was rendered in his favor. So, he, so he's going to be out there. And this guy hasn't played a lot of games. Do you think um, if you pulled Bengals fans – do you think that they would rather have Andy Dalton, or would they rather have the guy that they really don't know? I think he played a couple of games a few years ago. Uh, Denver, I think, got him, uh, beat him, um, and he was good in that game. But he hasn't played. There's not a large body of work. But what do you think Bengals fans want? They've seen what they're going to get in Dalton. What they think the ceiling is. The great unknown is the backup quarterback, who a lot of them feel is better. Who do you think they want if they had a say in the in the outcome? I think, again, with the Bengals, you look at the devil you know versus the devil you don't, and really Andy Dalton is not this visible. It might seem like it for Bengals fans, but he is another one of those very dependent quarterbacks. The Bengals let their offensive line get uh, really broken down there. They probably should have kept Andrew Whitworth or left tackle. Kevin Zeitler walked out. All of a sudden, their offensive line can't do anything up front, and then you didn't really fix your running back situation all that well with Joe Mixon. Really didn't upgrade with the weapons with John Ross really being a flame out. And then you had Tyler Eifert go through some more injuries. So I, I don't think any quarterback in that Bengals environment right now, until they upgrade everywhere, is going to be successful. So you got to look at that as well. And I think 
They're just, and that's where I think I draw the line between quarterbacks. There are some that are going to get the job done and still be effective, even if they're running for the real highs. So that's Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Then you have the Dalton Cousins kind of tier that need help but can be successful if the things around them are there. All right, uh, Vinny, uh, jump to the AFC West. The Chiefs have a new quarterback. The Broncos searching for a quarterback. The Chargers, a lot of people feel ascending with their old quarterback. And then you get out to Oakland. New coach with Gruden. There'll be a lot of headlines there. What do you expect this season number one to be like for the Raiders? There, There is still some talent. Some people say maybe an overrated roster. Where do you sit? It's still free agency, draft. I, I get all that. But when you look what what Gruden has on hand. Well, I think you've got to evaluate the players that are in place. That They're not a question about it. But some people might say there's some question about Derek Carr, but it was a rough season. Michael Crabtree really did not play well. Mari Cooper kind of disappeared. These two guys were so key to help Derek Carr. And he's still a young quarterback. He's still finding his way. I know he's had more success than a lot of uh, quarterbacks his age, but he was just limited in how things were building around him. I think he was a little bit gun-shy after the injuries and maybe not being as uh, aggressive as a gunslinger as he needed to be until late in the season. So I think he's affecting his mindset and also trying to get all these guys on the same page. I think they could use a more bonafide uh, number two receiver there. I think they'll probably move on from Michael Crabtree and find somebody that uh, is going to be more reliable there and maybe a little bit younger to help their cars. I think it's going to be an evaluation season. You have Derek Carr, build around him. You have Khalil Mack, you have the right pieces around him. And I think that's what you'll mainly see from John Gruden is, okay, maybe we can be 8-8 eight eight or 9-7 and seven this season, but we're looking more, when we move to Vegas, are we going to have Newcastle in place to win games? Because one good thing about Carr and Mack, they still have plenty of years left in them to build a winning team around. Vinny, mm-hmm. we're about to uh, embark on uh, the time of the year on the calendar. We're, we're going to see some big names, some guys that have made numerous Pro Bowls, that have starring roles on their teams, guys like Akib Tlaib and the no-fly defense. Uh, Demarius Thomas, a first-round pick, he's been really good. Richard Sherman, part of that phenomenal secondary for Seattle. There's even talk of Des Bryant, of all guys, with the Cowboys, that they're sick of his attitude. Who's the biggest name that um, that what 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 name will shock fans that is let go by their current team? I think you can put all those guys in the category, and you can check out that I did a list of uh, twenty six guys that have some Pro Bowl connections that could be cut. How many? Twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. Wow. Um, and a few of them have already been let go with uh, Doug Martin and. Uh, Brian Cushing and some other players. I mean, these are some guys that were not good of late, but still some names of note there. But, yeah, the Broncos are the team to watch here with Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Akeem Tlaib. They could be completely starting, and they're rebooting with uh, John Elway, which is hard to believe, being a Super Bowl champ from just a couple years ago. But that's definitely a team to watch. Seattle with all their moves, with uh, Michael Bennett. Also in the mix there with Sherman, there's uh, cuts that they might make to turn the page as well. So I, I just would be not surprised now. I mean, we sometimes are overwhelmed by some of the big names, but these teams are not crazy. They're making moves to uh, push their team forward, and I realize the players aging as well. So this offseason, concussion, uh, that'll be a talking point. Standardizing what is a catch, replay, all those different things. You know, the the – though they pertain to the field. What is going to be that story that dominates kind of the summer headlines after we get through you know, the all the player movement? 
What do you think is going to be the big talking point across the uh, landscape before we get back to football? Well, I think everyone's going to look at the Eagles and say, why can't we be the Eagles? And that's something that's been missing in the NFL because we've had the Patriots and these uh, so-called dominant teams that have popped up pretty much teams with guys that we've seen have high success that return there and over year after year. But uh, you know, all these upstart teams show up, the Rams with their big turnaround, the Vikings, the Eagles, you put all those in there and all. Also doing it with uh, quarterback situations we may have overlooked. So I think that's going to be the season here is the hope and the surprise is almost back with the parody because we were losing that a little bit. We were maybe tired of the Patriots, nice, and all of a sudden this upstart Eagles team wins with a bunch of backups, and everyone says, why can't we busy this team? So mm-hmm. I think that will be the story of the offseason, which is good because I think we need to get back to some of the on-field drama that is uh, – Really what makes the NFL tick. No doubt. With 30 seconds left, Vinny. Uh, week number one, Frank Reich, uh, new, uh, new uh, head coach in Indianapolis. Um, what quarterback is he getting in his ear? Is, is Andrew Luck, I mean, potentially still not going to be ready? Is Jacoby Brissett going to be under center week one for the Colts? What's the latest on Luck? Yeah, I mean, I could see this going either way. We just are not going to know. I think it's still a long process ahead. Now he has to just a new offense and get up to speed on that as he's uh, hopefully fully recovered at some point this offseason. So it's such a big mystery. I think it just got a lot bigger. We knew it was not heading in a good direction. This could be a surprise where it all of a sudden goes in the right direction. So Jacoby Brissett, I think it's probably a good 50-50 proposition that he's the starting quarterback in 2018. Good stuff, Vinny. Thank you. We look forward to catching up with you in the weeks to come. All right, thank you. Vinny Iyer, Sporting News. Read them, sportingnews.com. One of their NFL national uh, writers. Andrew Luck, Trent Condon. No guarantees just yet. Well, it was last offseason. When they get to training camp. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not training camp. but Be ready for week one. Yeah. Right. Here we are. Didn't play a snap. Didn't throw a pass. Flip to 2018. We're in February. End of February. And still nothing. Still not, not throwing. Not good. Not good indeed. A one o'clock hour is coming up next. Trent and I will be here. We hope you can be as well. It's 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, Head Coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company 
and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Is your child an animal lover? Host their birthday party at the Animal Rescue League of Iowa. The birthday guests will experience a mock adoption and take home their own plush animal. There will be face painting and also a visit from cuddly animals. This two-hour birthday party will allow time for birthday cake, gift opening, and a tour of the facility. We are now accepting reservations for next month. Get more information at arl-iowa.org backslash birthdays. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people. Parents, students, families, like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make ends meet. But with three children, giving up isn't an option. We help families like the Hardesty's every day. You might not know this family, but they could be your neighbors. Together, we can help ensure that all of our neighbors in need have dinner on the table. Donate today at foodbankiowa.org. We're the Food Bank 